Hey friends, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and comfortable, and I hope you're doing your best to take care of the people and plants and animals that are important to you. Usually, in this podcast's opening monologue, I start with a short personal anecdote that transitions into a plug for my novels, but on this episode I'd like to bring your attention to a past guest and friend of the program, Ryan Avery. You can hear my conversation with Ryan on episode 141 of this podcast. Anyway, Ryan and Ryan's wife made the hard decision to put their dog Toby down on Christmas Day after Toby got very sick. The tests and CT scan for Toby cost a lot of money, and in order to help defray the vet bills, Ryan's record label, Related Records, is offering a 21% discount on all purchases when you use the code FOR, that's for as in the number four, Toblerone. So, if, if you love great punk and indie music, head over to RelatedRecords.com, use the code FOR, as in the number four again, for Toblerone at checkout and get yourself some great music at a discount. And you'll be helping our friend Ryan Avery. Additionally, if you love collectible jewelry, there's an eBay page link I'll be including in the description of this episode. And the money from all the jewelry purchased there will also be going to help the Averys. So please, if you can, check out those links in the description of this episode and help our friend Ryan Avery. Thank you so much for your consideration. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Listeners, this is episode 156 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thanks for checking it out. I appreciate it. Thanks for spending time with me. I want to let you know before I forget that this episode is being recorded on Sunday. What is it? The 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 17th. Okay, so uh, it's uh, it's the the afternoon. It's just just afternoon here where I am. Look, I and and I only put this timestamp on the recording of this thing because. I mean, if if you've paid any attention to the news over the last two weeks, two and a half weeks, you know anything can happen at any time. And if, God forbid, something uh, tumultuous has happened between the time I've, I've started recording this and the time I've posted the episode, and uh, I'm not mentioning it, that's the reason why, okay? So, you know, I hate to... I hate to even bring it up, if only because, you know, it puts a damper on things. And I, I hate to even have to do it, you know what I mean? This time of year is supposed to be a time of, of, of reflection and change and, and, a, and a, a smooth, uh, pleasant transition of, of power. And that's uh, that's obviously not where we're at here in America, where I'm recording the podcast. So, again, it's, it's just afternoon uh, on Sunday the 17th. If, again, God forbid, something tumultuous has happened, that's why I haven't brought it up. Um... I saw a couple great movies, so let's, let's get on to other things here. I saw a couple great movies over the last week. Uh, the first was Kajillionaire. Oh my gosh, I was talking about Miranda July on the uh, the last episode of this podcast. It may have been the last episode, yeah. Uh, if only because I I put this movie on hold at our library and I was going to be picking it up 
this past week, and, and I, sure enough, I did, and uh, I watched it, and oh my God, I love this film. Holy moly, what a movie. Just so different, and so original, and and the characters are great, and the story is great, and funny, and sad, and uh, just just really compelling. I'm going to give you a little synopsis of it, but I, I'm going to... I'm not going to step on any of the, the spoilers, so you don't have to worry about that. There'll be no spoilers <laughs> to the best I can, okay? I've, I've told a, a few folks about it since I've seen it, so I, I feel I feel uh, fairly confident in my telling it without, again, spoiling it for you. If you, you haven't seen this film, Kajillionaire, again, it's a, a Miranda July film, I think. I know it's on On Demand. I happen to, to see it on our On Demand come up. But uh, I took the DVD out of our library. Um... Anyway, okay, here, here's, here's the premise, okay? It's a family of grifters, but, but they're like so small time, okay? To, 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 to demonstrate exactly how small time they are. They're like, <laughs> their chief grift, like they're the one that they seem to be most proudest of, uh, is, involves, involves going to, to uh, a P.O. box, you know, like the post office box, in the post office. And, and what they do is they have a bunch of keys it's never explained how they got the keys to these P.O. boxes, but they seem to try them randomly until they find one that works. And then what they do is uh, they, they open uh, the P.O. box and they'll put their arm through, <laughs> all the way through the P.O. box, and then reach around and pull out things from other P.O. boxes to then pull them through the P.O. box. So the, in this way, they're ripping off all these P.O. boxes. And of course, post office boxes usually belong to to uh to people who own small businesses so a lot of times there'll be uh, there'll be money coming through these but it's always just you know small amounts of money um and the family is just like it's a mom uh who's played by Deborah Winger and and the dad oh you're going to kill me i can't remember the dad's name i don't remember richard something richard jenkins is that right could it be richard jenkins i hope so and then uh and uh, the daughter is evan rachel wood or rachel evan wood i'm not sure what her name is either i feel i feel terrible uh, i should have just Tried to even just tell you the, the the premise without getting into the minutia here. Regardless, okay, you get the idea. So, the daughter is is a is a is a woman that looks to be in her her maybe late twenties, early thirties. Uh, the parents are are uh, apparently older, like um like uh probably sixties, and uh, and this is the way they live, and they've lived this way forever. You know, bringing up this daughter. The the daughter's name is Old Olio. Yeah, right? And the reason was that they, they, the parents had named her after an old man who they thought had a lot of money in, in order to possibly get in his will or something like that. So it's basically like their whole life is a grift and it's always like it's always like the one con to the next con to the next con, you know, and they're just pulling off these small jobs. They live in an office space um, where they pay $500 a month, but the, the, and the office space is right next to a, a bubble factory. I know it sounds strange, right? Uh, but it's but literally like the outside of the business is like bubbles incorporated and what happens is one time a day or maybe it's twice a day um this giant wall of pink bubbly foam just cut like just like comes like raining out of one of the walls just like slowly like coming down down on a from the wall like a like i don't know i don't know what you'd compare it to like, I don't know, like, you ever see, like, maple syrup descend over, like, a, a stack of pancakes? And, and pancakes factor into this film also, by the way. But sort of like that. And then they have to use these, the family has to, they have this all timed. They have, like, every time, like, the uh, the factory is is, is, is using, uh, 
is making bubbles and the bubbles are coming into to their their living space they have to get back there and they have to to use buckets and scoop up all the bubbles and pour them down like a, the drain in the bathroom in the in this little office space that they live in and and they're they're past due on on the rent they're like 3 months past due so they owe $1500 anyway what happens is um the daughter um, wins tickets to New York City because they're always again trying to trying to win things, trying to find things, trying to pull scams, etc. And she manages to win tickets uh, for for three to New York City. Uh, and she has this this idea about about forging uh, or or faking rather the theft of luggage in order to claim insurance, which will amount to. $1,500, the exact amount that the family needs in order to pay off the rent and continue living in this this uh, tiny um, this tiny little office space that they live in. So, so in order to do this, they have to get on a plane, and obviously they have to go to an airport, etc., etc. And in the process of doing this, and again, I'm not giving anything away that is too critical to the story, but they meet this woman, and this woman's name is Melanie, and she's this cute little thing, and she's very bubbly and outgoing, and, uh, and, um, full of life, you know, I can't, I don't know if I could say it any other way, you know, bubbly and outgoing, right? Anyway, bubbly, no pun intended. Anyway, so they, they meet her on a plane, and, uh, and after, she's seated next to the parents, and after talking to them for a while, she, she kind of understands that, what they are, that they're con artists, and she's intrigued, and wants to be a part of it, so they decide to, to let her be a part of, of the, uh, this con, of picking up the luggage, and they, they have her pick up one of the luggage pieces and then afterward they start working out other cons with her you know small time little cons and they, they start working these cons uh in the neighborhoods uh, around around the uh, the town that they live in i can't give too much else away after this okay only to tell you if this at all intrigues you or helps you at all that there's a love story that emerges and uh and it's it, it's quite beautiful and 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 the other part of the story is is the daughter coming to the realization that she has been uh she's been brought up to be this one thing but she's really something else okay that's you know that's very vague it's better to say like that that the daughter that the parents have treated the daughter only as like a business partner how's that a little bit better all right that's a little bit better that's as much as i can say and they they've never really been quote unquote good parents you know whatever a good parent is you know but uh, yeah, it's great. I watched it. I watched it once from beginning to end, and then I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I watched it again, and uh, I called a friend of mine, and uh, I'm gonna watch it with my friend this week. I'm gonna bring it over to his place, and we're gonna watch it. Uh, Kajillionaire. So I recommend it if it sounds like your kind of thing. If you're, you know, if uh, obviously again something completely different, but uh, a great, great story, great storytelling, uh, really great characters, funny. And uh, at times, just really s s touching. I say sad, but I I'd probably say more like touching, emotional. You know, I found myself getting emotional, you know, watching it. Isn't that, that's the best, right? You laugh a little, uh, you, you cry a little. Oh, man, Miranda July, though. Whew. She is a force, man. I am really, really thankful that uh, I am at a time, uh, I'm living at a time where you can kind of watch this person create this uh, this wonderful art and these uh, original pieces uh, whatever it is whether it's her books or whether it's her films or an app i know she came out with an app yeah she's done all sorts of things so just an incredible incredible person and uh we're lucky to have her um okay there was another film and i saw this one just yesterday morning i'd happened to see this on social media somebody posted about it i don't know if you you have a uh, turner classic movies but every friday uh turner classic movies does this 
thing called TCM Underground, where they show two back-to-back -back films that are, you know, kind of um, obscure, maybe like cult favorites. And uh, and um, this this past Friday, uh, you know, Friday into Saturday, it might have been like 2, 2.30 in the morning that they show them. I set it up to record so I wouldn't have to stay up to watch it. But uh, they showed this film from 1978 called Remember My Name. Now, the only actors I, I knew in this film, I knew uh, Jeff Goldblum was in it. And as you can imagine, 1978, Jeff Goldblum is, is very, very young. Um, very young. I say, you know, 20s. Um, and uh, Alfred Woodard, who you know. I, I can't even think of anything that Alfred Woodard has been in that I've I've seen, but I knew I recognized her. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's that woman. And uh, the other the other person is Anthony Anthony Perkins, you know, from Psycho. Okay, so so here here's the idea from this movie. Uh, Remember my name again, 1978. What it is is Anthony. Well, it starts off with this woman. You see this woman driving, and she pulls over the car, and then she gets out of the car, and she's lights up a cigarette, and she's just looking around, and you're like, who is this person? And then the next thing you see is like Anthony Perkins and his wife, and they have this this. Um, this, uh, you know, little, they live in a, a, a nice, nice uh, suburban, uh, they're living this nice suburban dream, and he's a construction worker or a foreman of some sort who's, who's building a house, and he's very into his job, and he's very, he takes things very seriously, and he's in love with his wife. His wife is this, this cute little blonde with a, with a, with a, with a short, you know, pixie haircut, and, uh, and then uh, what happens is this woman that you saw initially just driving into town starts like peeking through their windows. And you're like, who is this woman? <laughs> this woman? What's going on? Why is she looking in this couple's, just nice couple's windows? So then, then the woman starts uh, um, showing up to, to the guy's job site, you know, and, and but not like, you know, uh, walking around or anything. Like she, I think initially she just drives through a couple times and you see him look like, who is this person? And then she's picking out clothes. You watch her you watch this woman pick out clothes and talking about her husband's like, oh yes, my husband loves me in, in loose fitting clothes. And you can tell like she's, she's not all there uh, psychologically, which is intriguing. And then she goes into like a, a halfway house. She rents like an apartment, like a halfway house apartment. And there she befriends uh, the guy who maintains the apartments there. And then she goes and she gets herself a job. She gets her jo herself a job at a thrift, thrift store. And she's, uh, and her boss is, is uh, the aforementioned um, Jeff Goldblum, young Jeff Goldblum. So she's living her life and uh, she's a little wacky. You can tell that she's not, not completely there, uh, all there. And she, she does uh, act out on occasion uh, in strange ways. And uh, she's stalking this man and his wife. And you're like, what is going on? And, and to the point where at one point, she ends up she ends up um, following the wife home from the supermarket. You know, I I don't know if she's at the I can't remember if she was at the supermarket too or if she just but she followed the wife home and she she breaks in the house while the wife is putting away the groceries or maybe she just walked through the front door. It's 1978 suburbia, so maybe it was just like they left the front door unlocked. And and the wife is in the kitchen and she's cutting up like celery or something or lettuce or something like that with this, this long knife. And she turns around because she hears a noise and there's, there's the woman standing there. And uh, the, the other woman pulls out a knife too. And it's like, oh my God. And, uh, and she's like, who are you? Get out of my house. Of course, she doesn't know. She has no idea who this person is. And ultimately what happens is, and, and maybe I, I guess I, it's okay to give this away because it was in the description of the film. So if you, if you look it up, you'll, you'll read it. It doesn't spoil anything. What happens is it turns out that Anthony Perkins was married to this woman um, 12 years prior. And he'd had an affair with another 
uh, woman that he worked with. And when his wife, his then wife, this, this, this uh, uh, apparently uh, psychotic woman, found out about it, she hit the, the mistress with her car and killed her. And it was like vehicular homicide, and, and I guess she went to jail for 12 years. And so, so what's happened is the story's picking up where she's just getting out of jail, and she wants to reclaim her old life, and, and she wants her, her ex-husband back. And I can't give anything else away, but it's so well made. It was so good. I was so, <laughs> so into it. I was ridiculously into it. It was to the point where it's like, I, I, I pause it and then walk out of the room to, to go make myself, uh, you know, breakfast. This was yesterday morning. And then I come back in the room and, <laughs> and then I, my wife was watching it with me and my wife did not care. I think she just thought it was nutty, you know, uh, but uh, I said, you know, do you want me to wait for you? She's like, no, go ahead and you can watch it without me. I'm fine. So. So that happened. But anyway, two great movies that I saw. So Kajillionaire, again, a new film, uh, Miranda July, if uh, if that at all sounds interesting. I don't know why I'm recommending films, but uh, I suppose this is where, where I'm at, so this is what I'm doing. Um, and uh, and Remember My Name, if you could track it down, film from 1978, and so so uh, interesting and really well made and well acted and, and uh, again, uh, very different. I suppose I say different, but, you know, I, I was telling a friend about it because uh, he he called while I was watching it, and he's like, oh, it's sort of like Fatal Attraction. So, yeah, I suppose there are, like, you know, like, uh, Play Misty for Me or Fatal Attraction or these women where these women on the uh, kind of, like, over-the-top um, women come back into the man, a man's life and, and kind of ruin their their their, uh, their situation, you know. But, yeah, I suppose I suppose it's not not necessarily, like, the most uncommon or, or esoteric type of film, but... Uh, but yeah, I suppose, uh, you know, as for having been made in 1978 and not seen a movie like this since, well, for, at least for me, a Fatal Attraction, right, was what, late 80s? So, you know, so I don't know. Give it a shot if that sounds at all interesting. I was out walking the dog the other day and um, and I ran into this this, this other dog. This woman was, was walking uh, toward my dog, Lola, and I. And Lola, of course, was immediately excited, and she was attentive, and the woman was still walking toward us, and she said, ah, it's love at first sight. And I said, ha ha. So, uh, uh, and I said, ah, is your dog a male or a female? And uh, she said, oh, my dog's a boy. This is Kylo. And I was like, oh, this is, uh, this is Lola. So, so the dogs meet, and, and, uh, and Lola gets very excited uh, about, about Kylo. And, and Kylo is, is you know, he, he, he's moderately excited to meet Lola. And, of course, they're sniffing at each other and doing the things that dogs do. And I'm talking to, to this, this woman, Kylo's owner. And um, I said, which way are you going? She said, oh, I'm going this way. I said, I'm going that way, too. Let's, you mind if we walk together? And she said, no, let's do it. So we're walking the dogs together. And, uh, and she said, you know, uh, I said, I said, so you're obviously a Star Wars fan, you know, you named your dog Kylo. And she said, yeah, she said, you know, he's, he's sort of a sympathetic character. So I thought, you know, you know, why not? You know, I know he did some bad things and she was talking about the character. And, uh, then she starts getting into Harry Potter and then, uh, you know, and then I start thinking about characters and I said, you know, I said, come to think of it, you know, most, most good villains sort of have like that that sympathetic side right there's that little little um little dose of, of of sympathy if only to to make them seem i suppose more human right because uh, you know it's funny because um i was i was mentioning to this woman i said you know my sister-in-law who lives in the next town over has a neighbor who has a dog named vader after darth vader and and the dog is um this big um um uh, what kind of dog is it? I can, I can never remember. Oh, Great Dane. It's like a really tall, black Great Dane. And they named him Vader. 
And I said, you know, and, and then I said, said right, uh, to, the, to your point, I said Vader was, you know, ultimately in the end a, a sort of sympathetic character, you know, when they take off the helmet and everything else. And she said, yeah. So we're talking about that and we're thinking about it. And I'm thinking, yeah, man, like that's kind of a... Uh, that's kind of important, right? You gonna you, you got some kind of uh, sympathy sympathy for your uh, for for your um, for the villain. If only it makes them seem, I suppose, more human. Because otherwise, it's just too ridiculous, right? If just is evil for evil's sake, you know, or just bad, 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 and no no redeemable qualities whatsoever, like Thanos, even right from that Marvel series. Because I tried watching Endgame again, and I just I can't I I can't. <laughs> but the Thanos character, I'm like. Well, I suppose Thanos has these daughters. He's got Gamora and the other one. Shoot, I can't remember her name. Uh, but uh, but I suppose that's supposed to to make you sort of like sympathetic for him. Uh, I don't know, you know. And and, and 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 to be fair, I don't I don't know Thanos's entire backstory, you know. And then there's uh, Dark Side too. I used to say Dark Sea, Dark Side. So that that's like the DC universe is Thanos, you know. And I'm much I'm much more into I suppose DC than than Marvel in that way. But, uh, and, and I couldn't really think, like, what is, what is, what is, is there a sympathetic side to Dark Side, or is he just pure, you know, comic book villain evil? Because I, I think, I kind of think he is, you know, because I've read enough, I've read enough, uh, uh, um, story arcs that included that character, and I don't remember anything really redeemable about that, that character. Uh, but he's sort of like DC's Thanos. Uh, at least that, that was my, um, that was my perception of those those two people. Hey, I had this idea about jail. I wanted to tell you about it. Um, and, and see what you thought about this, because I just thought it was terrible. You know, I was watching this this film, as I said, excuse me, Remember My Name, where this woman had been let out of jail after 12 years. And uh, again, where she's a villain, but again, she is sort of sympathetic because, she, you know, she's a little psychotic, you know, and... and, uh, and uh, and uh, the husband wasn't, you know, the greatest person. Her ex-husband wasn't the greatest person. But I had this idea about jail. And I, I want to run it by you because I thought about putting it on social media. And I was like, you know what? Just, I, don't, I don't need a bunch of people, like, screaming at me because I couldn't fit my entire idea into a 280-word tweet. But hear me out. Hear me out on this. And maybe this is crazy. But, like, I'm just thinking, man, it's so ridiculous. You know, you're born into this world. You're here. You're born in a country. You just happen to live in this country. And if you commit a crime, and and, and if you're punished for, for doing that crime, you get caught, and you, you and they say, okay, well, here's your your penalty is you're going to have to, to go to jail for uh, however long it is, whether it's six months or 12 years or whatever it is, or, or you know, but let's say it's not your entire life, right? Say it's just, you know, this 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 um, finite amount of time, okay? And they say, you're going to have to put you away for this this amount of time. And then it's like, all right, well, then you're, you're like living in this country and you're just like this being that was just born here. You never asked to be born. And then all of a sudden, like, you're in jail because you broke a law in accordance with this country. Now, what if, what if you had this option, right? Before you go to jail, right? Before you get put away, after your trial and everything, it's determined what your, your penalty is and that you're going to be going to jail. What if you could submit to every country in the world and say, hey, um, this is my crime. This is the crime I committed in the country that I live in. Um, but I promise I'll never do it again. And what I'd like to do is serve my time in your country doing uh, this occupation that I, I am good at and have been doing successfully here in my country, whatever that is. And then all those countries, they have departments that go through all those records and look at these people and say, you know what? You know what? We could really use this kind of person right now because uh, we're short on dentists or whatever. <laughs> 
whatever it is, or we're short on, uh, we're short on illustrators, whatever it is. Right. And they just said, this is a person that could be really useful in, in our country right now. And, they, and they'd come over there and they'd stay over there for whatever it is, maybe 12 years, or maybe it's uh, less time and, and do their time working in another country. And, uh, and then they, they'd come back and they, they, they'd eventually be able to come back to the, to the United States and, 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 uh, and just continue on with their life, you know? And, and I, I get it. I understand there's, there's some horrendous crimes out there and I'm not talking about like those horrendous crimes that, that, you know, can't go unpunished. And the other thing is about this, 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 this weird idea I'd had is that every country can deny it. Okay. So every country has a right to say, no, we don't want you. You're over there. You're going to have to serve your time. We are not going to take you because, uh, you, 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 um, you stabbed, uh, your ex-boyfriend, uh, in the eyeball or whatever it is, you know, that they're going to, to prison for, you know, whatever kind of awful crime. No, you're going to have to do your time over there. We don't want to take a person like you in. So all these countries could just, who were involved in this program had the right to deny this person. Um, and then they would have to then of course do their time, you know, where they're at, meaning, uh, the United States. So I don't know. It, it's an idea, right? It's an idea. Like, just like, so you had this option basically to opt out of, of, of your penalty of being in jail for a certain amount of time here by going over outside of, of the country and, 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 showing that you can act responsibly over there. Of course, if you if you went over there and you acted irresponsibly, that's another story, and I'm not ready to get into all that. You see what I mean by I didn't have all the details worked out, and it's a... <laughs> people are probably listening like, this is this is ridiculous, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, because it is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but in all honesty, it just, I just, you know... I, I guess, you know, you just think about... You just think about people, and you, you feel bad, man. You know, you know that people... You, People get desperate and they do they do things uh, for for desperate reasons and uh, they get sent away, uh, meaning to to jail and and locked up for all all sorts of all sorts of reasons that um, you know and and then they're they're no good to anybody you know um, in prison in a lot of situations anyways where they can't they can't participate uh, in in the world and things going on but what if that person could be of critical use somewhere else you know. And the and and a country was willing to say, all right, we'll 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 take a chance on this this lady or this fellow, um, and have them them come over here and uh, and and live and work here, and um, for this amount of time, this window of time, and at which time they can then either return to to America or or continue on living here, you know. I don't know it's an idea, right? Hey, you know what? It, it and there's a, there's a lot of logistics to it, and I understand that you need a lot of departments and a lot of different people to sort of make this thing and a, and a big database. But we have all those utilities, you know. Come on, man. You know, you think about what we're able to do right now, you know, and and we could we could make this happen. I don't know. I don't know. Think about it, honestly. Think about. it. I'll never bring it up again. It's just an idea I had. Hey, it took up some time on the podcast, right? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, speaking of the podcast, this is the end of this one. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and listening. Uh, this has been episode 156 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.